Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Firing Synapses. This is a show all about exploration. I want to learn what makes you, you. This includes your hobbies, passions, whatever else drives an emotion. However, if you want to come on just to vent about what's currently bothering you, I'm perfectly fine with that as well. My goal for this show is for you to have a good time, learn something, and have the opportunity to talk about what you normally would not get a chance to share with others. Thank you and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. For those return listeners, I thank you very much. I appreciate all the love. For those of you who are new to this endeavor, I am your host, Matt. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about a topic that I have very little knowledge of, but there again, that's why I have guests on my show. The host of Lapping Guns Podcast, Misfits and Chill, and probably about five other side projects. Everyone, welcome. Meta World Thief. Hey, Meta. Hey, thank you for having me, sir. Metal World Thief, a.k.a. Metal World Jesus. Today, a.k.a. Metal World Mids, because I'm going to talk about some ones. We'll get into that in a short bit, because I have no idea what you're talking about. But that's why I love having you on the show. Also joining me, and the reason for this episode, I am joined by, and I'm sorry if I get this wrong, but uh, Vulgar Podcast. Um, I want to welcome Nigel to the show. Hi, Nigel. Yeah, what's up? Now, today we're going to be talking about a topic that, like I said, I have no idea about the inner workings of this uh, passion, hobby, whatever interest, whatever you want to call it. But I'm sure that's like every other interest, like Meta and everyone else who has listened to this show knows that I play cornhole mm, pseudo-professionally. I'm trying to be a professional, but um, it takes time. So I have 15, 16 different sets of bags uh, in my collection. Um, but we're not talking about cornhole today. We are talking about sneakerheads, sneaker collectors. So, Nigel, if you wouldn't mind, just so I have a rough idea, how, roughly how many sneakers do you think you have in your collection as of today? Mm, I dumped a lot recently. I am down to about 30, I believe. I love that answer. I'm down to about 30, I believe, because <laughs> I'm not a sneakerhead, but he picked me for the perfect episode. I'm a covering sneakerhead. So about seven <laughs> years ago, about seven years ago, because of the job I was in, I just started buying all black um, Jordan ones. And then mm-hmm. I was like, this is nice to not have to worry about what to wear. So basically, I have like seven or eight pair of like, you know, the Kenneth Cole Lacoste polo type of sneakers. And then I just mm-hmm. rotate three pairs of black on black ones just every single day. I look like a damn cartoon with the same outfit every day. <laughs> well, see, I think I can top that. Me being white and having 13 uh, wide feet. 13 my, original colonies? Yes. One star for mm-hmm. each of them. Um, but my shoe collection when I go to a store is, what do you have in a 13? Because I'll take that. You know, my I wear the same pair of Skechers every day. I wear a pair of work boots, and I wear a pair of uh, 
old sketchers that I had that are now dog shoes. So when I take them out, this is what I wear because there might be excrement in it and I don't care about them. I just kind of cycle them out. So whenever six, eight months comes along, time to order another pair, time to start cycling that out. So my collection is very minimum. I wear the same. If you see me, I'm wearing my boots. I'm wearing my sketchers and that's about it. So um, having down to 30 is um new to me i guess i mean i have a couple of pairs of shoes and stuff like that but my collection is very minimal uh, i would like to think my <laughs> i would like to think mine is minimal <laughs> i guess you're, you're pretty light for someone in the culture though yeah very true well uh i'm in the culture but i haven't i've been kind of like uh, I, it's like aa for sneakerheads right now like <laughs> I'm touching sneakers to resale, but as far as actually holding, I'm trying to keep myself from it. Word. Now, when you say you're down from 30, like before your your big uh, sneaker dump, uh, what do you think approximately where you were out at, like kind of at your pinnacle, if you would? Probably 2016-ish. I think I was at... Uh, <laughs> those are the answers that are good it's like man i don't want to admit to my problem but um it, it is he's like well i live by myself in a two-bedroom and all the kicks were in the other bedroom it and was I'll 12 by 12 you do the math carry the one. <laughs> oh my god make up for the exchanges that you're gonna do with your cousin later because y'all wear the same size Oh my God. I love that though. <laughs> yeah. Cause he'll get something dope. And then I'll get like, he had the, uh, top threes, Jordan ones. Mm. And he wanted to wear my bread Jordan ones. And I was like, all right, look, bro, we can make this work. We wear the same size. Let's just swap for, for a week, two weeks. Don't matter. So yeah, I didn't get my shoes back until about a month. He didn't get his back until like three months. Like I fell in love with the top threes. It's like, uh, one of my nephews is the same size as me you know, Puerto Rican family, one of those things. <laughs> so he's, his thing is the 12s. And I don't know. I just don't buy, I never bought 12s just because I knew I could rock his 12s. Like, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> See, realizing that you have family members with the same size, you start saving so much more money. Word. So, so when you, well, first of all, do you like, categorize sneakers and shoes and boots differently or do you, they all kind of like clumped in as one like general unit type of thing or do you not buy shoes or boots slides <laughs> <laughs> chunkless whatever you want to call them <laughs> <Chunkless>. <laughs> um, nah man that, uh, it's kind of hard because with the easy dropping slides and stuff like that like I look at it I won't say they're all sneakers but it's all around the same area, depending on what it is, how hyped it is. So it's just like, you know, some people were like, oh, I want to do it for resale, or I just want to do it for the clout of everything. So it's just, you know, it all depends on that. I don't know if that answered that question at all. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. And it's one of those things where if you're doing it for resale purposes, like say it's a boot, right? Right. And me personally, I don't like I don't like wearing boots. I just they're a little too heavy on my feet for my personal preference. So if I'm if I'm doing that and there's a boot out, I'm like, ah, it's kind of cool, but I don't know if I want to own it. Yeah, buy that. 
And then if you can't sell it, then all right, I'll wear name. it once a year. Right. Now, Nigel, do you um most of your your collection, do you buy to use? Do you buy to sell? Do you buy because it looks cool? I mean, what's kind of your thought process when you're like, I'm gonna make this purchase or make these purchases, you know? So my buy process has actually changed. Like I tell you the beginning to tell you now. So like in the beginning it was, oh, this is dope. This is coming out. I got to have it. And if I was able to touch it, I'll keep it. Now it's more so like, you know, the seven day process. I'm telling you, I'm, re- I'm a recovering addict. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'll do is if I see it drop, I'll wait until the holiday seasons and see if I still want it and then go back and just pick up, you know, the things that I actually want and not just the most hype shoe that dropped. Because people are hype up shoes and you look at it, the material's terrible. The shoe itself as a collab was terrible. The shoe itself from whomever was horrible. The colorway is horrible, whatever it may be. And a lot of times, to his point, there are shoes that you see that maybe has come out four, five, six times before. But then when you get up close in person, And you're like, wow, they really skimped on the materials this run. And then sometimes a month later, you hear people talk about like, oh, my soul is collapsing and stuff like that. And yeah, Nike, Nike's had a habit of switching off their materials the more times they release a certain shoe. Red Force. (laughs) 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 Now, do you find that like? Let, let's say almost like wine where like this is a good year for Nike or, or Reebok or whatever, or this is a terrible year. So anything they put out in that time frame probably is not um, you're not going to be wearing it. This is for show only. This is not for, you know, use or does it come down to like different lines where this line's OK, this line is terrible or is it kind of all of it like a grab bag? You're you're some some are good, some are bad. Yeah, grab bag. Like, uh, I'm usually a Nike fanatic, but it's like, you know, I'll swerve into Adidas or maybe if I see something dope from Reebok, I might grab something. Or, you know, like, it just depends on, man. Like, material is my thing. I love, like, the different materials. Like, <laughs> if they're comfortable, I am down for it, bro. I am literally thinking about selling the rest of my Jordan 1s because those – suck to wear so tell them to like, me how much is wear i need the flat soles bro <laughs> Word. i can't do it man for long periods no. see i like to i like them as walking around slash working shoes because yeah. the the sole is so thin and flat it doesn't like my achilles so i have like achilles tendonitis mm. and when i looked into it it seems like it's from me wearing Air Maxes all those years because <laughs> the back of the heel is is at an angle to a point where over time it shortens your actual Achilles tendon. Yeah. And, you know, remember back in the day, you used to go outside, you used to play for hours on end wearing whatever you had on your feet. Yeah. And I wore a lot of Air Maxes. So now I'm, again, down to my Jordan 1's occasional running shoe. Also, can I ask you something? Uh, regarding the material situation now matt yes i'm not sure if you're aware of this but about five to seven years ago nike figured out that it was a cheaper and simpler process to get rid of adding the check mark on the outside of the shoe and just incorporating it into the shoe and the first one they did this with was the nike fly knit 
How do you feel about this new style of shoe where you don't get that that logo on top of the shoe? It's like built into the shoe, even for all their new basketball shoes that aren't Jordan retros. Um, so that, it seems kind no, of no. I was, to me. I was, no wait. I was telling you what was happening. I was asking Nigel the question. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, as a sneakerhead, is cool because it's uh, it's kind of like a twist to like their new drops. It sucks. I'm gonna be real. Thank you. <laughs> Cause like I have like the uh, Nike Flyknit running shoes, and like they have the printed Nike logo on the side. Mm-hmm. They, after wearing probably fifty times, they're starting to wear off. And you know the regular logo, it just stays there, man. It's mm-hmm. patent leather, whatever it may be. Cause I can't remember. I don't have any of my Jordans with me right now. But um, they they stay on the side of it, so it's like you're able to still have that logo there. It's not worn down. You're not just like wearing ubiquitous shoes at this point <laughs> you're not a cartoon character for real. <laughs> you well, know what i mean so that's what i was going to say i i for me like not really being really super involved in it i would think being like a part of the shoe and not being a, a secondary piece would almost feel like you're getting cheated out of product where like Last year, I got more material. I got more of my money's worth. Where this year, it's more of you know just printed in, kind of involved into it. So you still get the swoosh or the logo, but you feel like you're you're missing a little bit something. So for me, I would be, I would be kind of mad. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, okay. And then that's the thing too. Like if you look at it, like the Jordan ones, just going back to those, they changed the leather that's in it from, what was it, 2012, 2009, if I'm not mistaken. I think 2009 was the last time I used actual leather. And then now they've been doing like a mix. So it was like yeah, one composite. Leather. Yeah. And and as the dude who's ordering three pairs a year, as cheap as I could find them on like, you know, various sites that have leftover ones. First of all, they release Black Jordan ones every single year. Fun fact for those of you at home. And every year... <laughs> They change the material. So there, there are different panels. And like one year, it'll be all shiny leather. And the next year, it'll be part shiny, part matte. Then the next year, it'll be all matte with a shiny check. And then the next year after that, like the Jordan symbol will be gold instead of white. Little different things like that they do. I mean, in a way, that's kind of cool because you're not you're not getting the same. I mean, it is a way to just milk yeah. you out of your money. But yeah, you do... Um, get a little bit of variety so some people like that some people want you know this is what i want it's what it was last year i want to keep it the same Um, i'll tell you what though i i recently broke through a pair of jordan ones and that's the first time that's ever happened to me you know what i mean like through the toes which ones what look at my man's face nigel is incredulous (laughs) right now Yo, how? <laughs> Dude, if I had to guess, I think it's just, again, it's a work shoe. You're out there sometimes in the snow, the salt gets on it. I don't care. I'm not coming home and cleaning them with a toothbrush. And then I guess maybe it dried out and cracked or something at the wrong moment. Yeah, that sounds about right. Just, just the, um, the disbelief right. on Nigel's face was priceless. <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> you did what with that? <laughs> how is that even possible? 
Um, I all right, would... y'all, Mike, drop him out. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but uh, hey, Meta, um, I was talk, I was re-editing my uh, polyamorous uh, show that I did a couple weeks ago, and uh, so when I was listening to it, I, like when I listened to it live, it was one thing, but then when I was going through the editing process, I uh, realized that the people in the polyamorous world, they call their, uh, yeah, they, well, they call them uh, metamors. So, like, this guy, he's married to a woman. So, his woman's partners, he's, they refer to them as metamors or metas. I thought that was kind of interesting. See, that's actually step one in the plan on taking over the world. They're already my follower. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> so then when I rise to the top and I, you know, snap them to attention, they're already down a f oh, I dropped the F-bomb. I've been working on that lately. Yeah, we'll cut that part out. D down to fuds. Wait, wait, let me recut that. So when it's time for me to snap my fingers and call them to attention, I know that they're down a ride. There you go. That's a nice clean clip. <laughs> <laughs> so so back on subject um this is recently well yeah kind of recently i learned about the lottery system as far as like when a new shoe drops um and to my ignorant self i thought that like i'm used to a lottery of hey you you pick numbers for pick six or whatever if you have your if your number is called you win the prize but apparently in the sneaker world if you win the lottery you win the opportunity to buy the sneaker is that correct yeah doesn't that like don't you feel kind of cheated on that i mean i understand kind of the process of you know they only made 30 shoes or whatever and you know there's you know five thousand people who want it so you know that gives them the opportunity but do they ever run like you know this is a you know, you're going into this lottery to actually win it. You're not to win the chance to to buy the sneaker or whatever. School them, Nigel. So look, um, do I feel cheated? Maybe. But the problem is you feel more cheated when you realize you didn't win for the third weekend in a row <laughs> over the last two years. So you're just like, all right, cool. I haven't hit a sneakers raffle nor a raffle on snipes in three years so at this point like i'll find them and get them however i need to now are most i'm, I'm sure there's some, probably some exceptions but are most raffles free to enter uh generally but some of them are like if you want extra entries you can pay to have extra entries okay yeah so, so for for you um not winning um i won't say losing but not winning <laughs> it's not really that big of an issue right because you didn't really lose anything you lost your your chance in line right um where over this weekend i was in a couple raffles for uh cornhole bags so that was a paid entry so um i had to pay 10 or 20 bucks to enter into it and then i lost three times and i'm like look i'm i'm down 50 dollars. i don't really need anything extra but if I can get a brand new set of bags for $10, that's good, you know. Or I can get the money back type of, uh, it was a spinny wheel type of thing. So um, I didn't go too deep in it. And I, like I said, I already have 15, 16 different sets. And I only really play with two, so. Yo, this dude is the Nigel of Cornhole. Uh, He's got 16 pairs. 
<laughs> I think you're closer to being a snare than you think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, bro. Not all sneakerheads collect sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, since you bring that up, what kind of uh, other things do you collect? I mean, I mean, if this is one of your passions, what are what are some other things that you you delve into? Uh, God, we're really about to talk about my issues. Right <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can use this as therapy. It's fine. I'll, I'll be a free therapist for an hour. You know. <laughs> All right, so I spend way too much money working on cars. <laughs> I am a car guy as well. Um, I just started collecting art. <laughs> just way too much money. <laughs> Bro, I'm letting you know right now, if it's paintings of cars, it's not art. It's just cart. No. <laughs> no, they were separate. <laughs> Bro, you out here buying new balances right now. Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> Straight bricks. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, nah. Like I'm a car guy, so like. Other you than just that, cut man, out. You just cut out a little bit. What What did you say? Uh, you said you're a car guy, and then you kind of uh, we kind of lost you for a second there. Or at least I did. I got you. My bad. Uh, LS swap the world, basically. So put an LS. Can you motor explain to him what an LS swap yeah. is? <laughs> so uh, LS motor is a GM motor crate motor just ls corvette motor lots of power happens to fit in a ton of cars even the cars you think it won't fit in like miatas like miatas <laughs> yeah, i i think just trolling on uh tiktok it's like yeah i'm gonna ls swap this i'm like i don't know what that is and quite frankly <laughs> it's not in my realm of I'm that interested in trying to figure it out, but I'm like, I guess that's that's a cool thing. That's what people are doing. Some people are doing so. Bro, I think at this point, they've been swapping LS motors for like 25 years. Because I remember when I first got my license in like 03, people were doing that into like CRXs, which is wild. Um. Also, by the way, <laughs> Nigel, I hope you don't drive a Miata because one time me and my friend had like a three month argument about whether or not a Miata is a sports car. He says, yes, I say no. Nah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Nigel coming with the heat I mean, today. <laughs> My friend says tight around corners. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, bro. Listen, there's a lot of things that's tight around corners, such as, yeah, I'm going to leave that at that. But that doesn't mean that I'm trying to put it on a track and call it a sports car. Now, I Somebody school I me, mean, Nigel Meta. What I mean, what do you classify uh, being a sports car? I mean, is it like does it have to go real fast? Does it not have to that. go? <laughs> That's like a Z3 and a Z4 is not really a sports car either. They're like toy sports cars, starter sports cars. I actually know a 60 year old dude who he was 60 at the time and his neighbor went bankrupt and he sold he just gave him the z4 for the money he owed left on the banknote which was like twelve thousand dollars and it was a new car and still this 60 year old man with a white beard and white hair driving a z4 didn't look right listen yeah all right nigel tell me if you agree with me on this one i will define a sports car like the supreme court defines pornography i can't describe it but i know it when i see it all right yeah uh, basically I, I like that description yeah because, I mean, I guess a lot of things can fit into that that little classification. And then 
it might fit, but then the car next to it might not fit, right? So, like, I was going to say, mm-hmm. if it has two seats and a, you can take the top off, that's not it. But ah, it's a Corvette. It's, uh, but, it's like, a T-top is a sports car, right? A Trans Am? Right. 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 You know, so it's like, all right, how do you classify it? I can't really explain it. I don't know. My brother used to have a 1987 uh, uh, IROC Camaro with the T-tops. And that was oh, one of yeah. the things... He said, uh, well, first of all, me being, you know, over six foot and, you know, 200 plus pounds, he's like, you're my little brother, you get in the back seat. And I was like, yeah, the back seat's almost more comfortable because it had that long dash that came like pretty much to my chest. So I was like, mm. I hope we don't get into an accident because we're all dying. Yeah. Is um, he bigger than you? Uh, Yeah, he's uh, probably got at the time, probably 50, 60 pounds on me. We're I'm at height. Uh, we're roughly the same height, you know, okay. maybe plus or minus an inch type of thing. But yeah, the, when he was always taking off the T-tops, he goes, look, these are my babies. They're $300 a piece. If you wreck them, they're coming out of uh, your 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 money. I was like, Vic, I don't have a job. He's like, you'll have to find out $300 to pay for them somehow. So I, you know, strategically and majestically remove the tops, wrap them up nice, put them in the hatchback, and I'm like, all right, one's done. All right, all right, go to the second one. But he was also the same person who had a Jeep, and he was too lazy to put the top back on. So he would always be wearing like a rain jacket or have an umbrella or a towel ready to wipe off his seats. (laughs) All right, folks, welcome to the Metal World Takeover. As much as I love your story and it was hilarious, I'd like to bring us back on topic. The captain will write the ship. Now, the last thing you asked our guest, Nigel, was regarding lotteries for sneakers. But lotteries are the are the are the band-aid on the problem of two things: too much demand and not enough supply, which is intentional because there are certain levels of releases on sneakers, which I don't know if you know, but we can explain that. But also people like resellers just getting in the front of a line and you know ten thousand dollars first guy in line buys all the shoes sells everything on ebay for like triple the price that became a problem as well now i want to go back to the very beginning the stone age i'm not sure how old you are nigel have you ever waited in line for sneakers like physically and do you have any wild stories about that actually i don't everything's been tame it's been chill. I look, it's just been normal. How I about just... we, we cut this part out? We give you a couple minutes. We think of a story. We're like, yeah, I was standing in line at Foot Locker and I was 60th deep, right? So therefore, I, I brought out my, my, my knife and I said, look, if you don't get out of this line, I will cut you. So uh, I <laughs> Bro, jumped Stop telling my story. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so Meta, I'm going to switch this over. I know you took over, but I'm going to ask, do you have any wild stories? This dude threw me the alley. Yo. So, <laughs> so see what ha- happened was. <laughs> all right. There, there are two moments that st- stick out in my mind. One of them was it was. Oh, it's it's a shame. I can't remember the actual sneaker. I want to say it was sevens in like sevens in 07 or something like that. Because sevens are making a run from like 05 to 08. And. Uh, Jimmy Jazz, Fordham Road, Bronx, New York, four o'clock in the morning. Me? So how old was I? I was uh, like 20 tops. 
And I have my two nephews in tow with me. So like 17 and 16. And it's us three, four o'clock in the morning, February. And yeah, we had to wait in line. We were there. The manager woke up late. They didn't open the store till like 11 a.m. So like 4 a.m. to 11 a.m. just to sit there. We get to the front. They didn't have any of our sizes. Any of our sizes. So we pulled our money and we just bought, it was three of us. I had a little extra dough. They had a little extra dough. We bought five pairs and then we just sold them on eBay. Like a bunch of size 13s. Matt, I wish I knew you back then because I would have hit you up. Like what's good? And then uh, the other notable story to me was, again, Fordham Road. This is a midnight release. And you know how like Jimmy Jazz gets different things than Models, than Foot Locker, than this, than that, than the third. So we went and we did the midnight release. We went at like, I don't know, like 9 p.m. Line wasn't that crazy. Weather wasn't that crazy. But then as the line started to swell up, dudes were driving by in cars full of people yelling gang blood and then cars started lining up and following people to to wherever they were going like to the subway or to their car these cars started following people out the store that was so wild thankfully we had an adult with us i mean i was an adult but i wasn't a real adult and he had a car so he pulled the car around front and we just went from the door to the car jump in ask questions later little side note of a story one time i was dating this chick that worked at foot locker and they had the foot locker 50 50 and mm -hmm. for those of you who want to wear about the foot locker 50 50 it's when friends and family members of foot locker employees get 50 percent off of everything that is not jordan or air force one so we were aware of the date forever we have been saving for it we came out the foot locker three of us nine pairs of sneakers for mm -hmm. nothing and then these dudes followed us to the car. Dude, it was like, yo, you go left, you go right, I go straight, and you know where the car is at. I will meet you there, run if you have to. So yeah, that definitely happened as well. You want a fun story? Can I, can I hit you with a fun, refreshing story? <laughs> a nice little palate yeah. cleanser. <laughs> yeah, a palate cleanser. Let's take it out the hood. All three of those things happened in the Bronx. There was, however, one time where, remember when the Black Cat 3s came out? Yeah. So the Black Cat 3s came out, and there is this, like, it's like a legendary local sporting goods store on 18th Street near Union Square called uh, Paragon Sports in New York City. And they're known for all their, like, so they stock Mad Patagonia. They're the only store in the city with skis, stuff like that. and. They have this annual sale and everything is like a million percent off. And I went to the annual sale to see if I could scoop something up, maybe a hoodie for cheap or something like that. And dude, the black cats were completely sold out when I went to go try to get them the first time. This is like four months later. Yo, they had my size. They had my size. I'm a 10 and a half. They had a 10. I bought both of them and I sold the 10s online. Yeah. These are the stories I um I kind of wish I had, but yeah, mine are like, hey, I'm gonna go get a new pair of volts. The these are the Velcro so you don't even have to worry about tying them. <laughs> you know, these those you know, 
Um, you wear Velcro, dog. <sighs> Velcro is awesome. No, no, my my sketchers are slip on, so I don't even I don't even have to worry about Velcro. This is foot in, pull up the the back, and I'm good. You know, I'm very simple. Um, as uh, I don't, this is probably gonna really date myself, but I wear shoes that were considered bobos. So those, I'm like, hey, look, I have a big foot, I have a big wide foot. Um, I get what I can get, so I don't really care. I've about never heard the term, but are you referring to Bobo the clown? Um, I'm sure that's kind of what it was, but yeah, it was kind of like not in style, not fashionable, you know, yeah, big and bulbousy and yeah. <laughs> See, like I said, that, that, that probably dates me, but that's what I was always referred to as, you know, my shoe style. I was like, man, you got those bobos. <laughs> Maybe they were referring to your feet and not the shoes on the feet. So it wouldn't matter what I had. It still would have been bobos. You was in the air round of McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> that and I always get, damn, do you get a pair of oars with those shoes? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for people like Shaq and who have like 20 plus uh, inch shoes, you know, like I'm sure like money solves everything. But like when before they have money, what do they what do they do? Like if you have like a 15 plus size shoe, is there a place that like. Um, you can get those, or did they just like take some paper mache and make their own shoes? First Listen. of all, he's asking for a recommendation on where he can shop. <laughs> First of all, that's what he's doing, Loki. He's like, Listen, if you happen to be 13 and a half wide footed, <laughs> is there a place like a Husky Men's store <laughs> where I can <laughs> where I can partake in the culture? I'll wait in line. It's funny, I just got called Husky the other day, I was playing cornhole. And I bumped into somebody. He goes, hey, well, you're a husky fella. So uh, we're bro, cool. <laughs> bro, was that an inside joke for the cornhole community? He calls you husky because you're mad good at cornhole, corn husk. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I did get offered a beer after we won handsomely against this other guy. He's like, man, are you good? Do you want a Bud Light? I'm like, no, nah, bro, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, he was hitting on you. Husky was a compliment. He means you're a good cornholer. <laughs> Well, see, in the bear in, in in the bear community, that's a good thing, you know. I'll take free drinks. I'll take you up on this offer. Um, but anyway, back to the shoe recommendation. Before we get too much off the topic, <laughs> like I said, I found at a I don't know. We might have went to um, uh, I forget one of those. Like, might have been Models. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, I found a thirteen wide and Skechers, and that's my everyday shoe. But like for someone who has larger feet is there a company uh that does more bigger feet thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm serious i want to know about these things just the way you worded it i'm sorry <laughs> i couldn't stop it it Look, just spilled out um just check out some yeezys like honestly like you <laughs> might be more comfortable in like <laughs> bro here's your move like get the rarest bro. sneaker in the world and see if that works out for you. <laughs> Yo, get a size 13 Nike match, bro. Come on, you could. You'll be set. Yo, I don't want to I don't want to sound like an old head, but I hear that New Balance is great for people with falling arches and wide feet. <laughs> they actually make like wide-footed things and they have like good ankle support and strong heels uh, or soles rather. Nigel, yeah, no. You're yeah. you're nodding. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Everybody with wide feet I know got new balances. Like, for real, for real. 
<laughs> bang, bang. Or get like a size, a size higher. Cause I've done that too. Like some, like Kobe's are kind of narrow to me. So I could do, uh, you know, 11 and a half Kobe and be good. Uh, but yeah, for, so for someone like me, I would probably probably be decent if I wanted to resell because I don't have to worry about size. I mean, I can get buy at the most popular size and then say I'm they're mint because my feet are never going to fit into these. If you combine them, maybe I can get into one, you know, one foot in. You know what's funny is if you talk to an economist, oddly enough, they'll tell you that a home is a depreciating asset because you even if you pay off the home, you still have to pay taxes. You still have liabilities, insurance-wise, things of that nature. As soon as you buy a brand new car, it loses like, what, 15% as soon as you drive it off the lot. Oddly enough, if you make the right picks with sneakers, they are an appreciating asset. Now, the only plot twist with that is one day you might open up a box of kicks you bought 10 years ago and realize that the soles turn to dust. <laughs> so you got to make sure... You steal silica packets from the display purses at Macy's and take them home and throw them into your sneaker boxes. That is a real thing, folks. Allegedly, the statute of limitations is over. I guarantee it. Yo, that's a real talk because they will start the yellow. And if you ain't paying attention, uh, yellow into just strong. Uh, I think it was 08. I'm sure you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I got. In 08, I bought two pairs of True Blues. And, yo, there's one pair, dead stock, in my parents' house. Perfect. Uh, actually, the box got damaged a bit, which sucks. Not yeah. damage, damage, but, like, a crinkle in it, which, you know, they'll, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, no complaints. But the shoes are mint. They got right. all the silica packets for the past 15 years. Just <laughs> everyone is here. I'm just stuffing it <laughs> like a turkey. Allegedly for Macy's. Allegedly. <laughs> I don't even know if turkeys are real. <laughs> I mean, so that kind of brings me up to my the, the, another question of if you plan on buying a pair of sneakers and you know you're going to sell them, is there a special technique that you employ to try to keep them as fresh as possible? Do you like put them in vacuum safe bags? Do you put them out of light? I mean, what's kind of like a process? Whoa, it just broke my mind. He said vacuum safe bags. Why haven't we been doing that? <laughs> Did you see my face? Yes. Like, that's why we need outsiders. <laughs> that's why. That's the best freaking idea ever, my dude. Vacuum with silica inside of it. Bro, you just changed the game. We can't release this podcast. We actually have to make this a service <laughs> and a company. Just buy, buy a whole line of vacuum savers and be like, look, I'll charge this for a fee. Just <laughs> Yo, and Nigel, I'm out here. In my mind, I'm like, yo, drop seafoam on this. <laughs> you know seafoam, right? I'm like, drop seafoam on this. And then he just changed the whole game with one comment. I mean, right. so what is seafoam? I mean, other than a, a pretty blue color in the paint store. I saw you, bro. I talk too much. Nah, nah, nah. You got it, bro. Nah, seafoam is, um, seafoam is a cleaner, and it's basically a foam made out of, like, a salt chemical base, and you spray it on the soles, and then you, and you're supposed to have, like, renewed soles. And then you do that, and then there's other techniques to clean the leather or the suede 
or the patent leather, which might have a scuff on it, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, there, there are entire services, websites dedicated to restoring sneakers, hmm. all that. I mean, Nigel, do you have anything to add to that or did he pretty much cover it? I was going to see how he got rid of scuffs like back in the day. Like, <laughs> First of all, I don't believe in patent leather. Okay. I hate it. So, I, like, <laughs> yo, dude. The, okay, Matt. So, you know, the most popular sneaker in the history of sneaker culture is the Michael Jordan 11s, specifically the Space Jams. I've seen people wear them to weddings with tuxedos. The most popular. I'm not going to say the best. I'm going to say the most popular. And I'm also going to say that I hate patent leather. It looks like plastic shoes. What are you doing here? So, I, yo, I get a lot of heat for that. I don't mess with the 11s, but I recognize the greatness. And, and look, the design is cool. Remember the snakeskin 11s? Oh, that's yeah. not I mean, See, if you're asking me, that's a, that's nah, a I'm hard <laughs> Listen, all right. Let's not. All right, Matt, you can go home now. Um, No, I didn't like him either. But I saw that there was there was an avenue to having 11s that I don't hate. Right. Because you could do other things besides. As a matter of fact, if you would replace it with actual regular leather, it would have looked just like the 12s. It would have looked exactly like the 12s. But uh, Nigel, is there any. If you plan on like not wearing the shoe and you want to preserve it, is there anything that you do particularly that try to keep them as pristine as possible? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I uh, came up with this idea called like uh, vacuum sealing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yo, bro. I was like, he better say that. <laughs> yeah, yo, Nigel, tell us more. <laughs> so, like, I patented it probably like five. Minutes What's the name ago. of the company? Uh, we're gonna call it uh, Jesus Christ Shoe Protection. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Does that have a website? Can you spell that so I can put this? <laughs> <laughs> no, we bought the website and then all the other websites that look and sound like it. And even if it's misspelled, we bought those as well. Bro, so you just did a reverse Elvis, and I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we found the uh, the title of this podcast. You know, <laughs> reverse Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> but no man um most of the shoes if i keep them like if i'm gonna be honest, wow 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 i'm not even honest with my girl <laughs> <laughs> wow all right i can't believe i'm gonna tell you this but i'm going to look on the real for real for real this is what what how we do it right? down in the hood this is what we do <laughs> okay so boom right <laughs> If I'm reselling them, they not for me. They not for the toe. They going over in the corner over there, and I'm not even gonna think about it. Like, psh. yeah, you can't think about it because you want to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly. Can't. You gotta forget that they're there. Now, when you, I mean, I'm sure it's different from from shoe to shoe, but when you buy something, you know right away you're gonna buy it to resell it. Yeah, yeah, especially if they're ugly. Like, if you get them. And you've been seeing like these promo pictures because you know the promo pictures are always more fired than the actual shoe. If you see the promo pictures and you're like, oh, oh, this is dope. Like, um, like does anybody have a like Nike Instagram deal? girls, right? Right, right. 
<laughs> so when you get up close and you feel that material, you realize it's more synthetic than you originally anticipated, and you are turned off. Right. Like the chunky donkey that dropped earlier. <laughs> Think about that. Like the That's medical. perfect for the Instagram thing. <laughs> I showed up. She was a chunky donkey. <laughs> I ordered a slim thug and she was a chunky donkey. What the? F- like when you saw them, it was so much hype around that. You're like, oh, this is dope. These are going to resell. But actually looking at it, you're looking at it. You're like, oh, this shoe is up. I'm about to make four times, but this shoe is up. So, you know. You just don't fall in love with them. If you fall in love with them, keep them. Keep them in your parents' basement for like 15 years. <laughs> and, and think about that time you're going to walk your girl down the aisle and uh, you're wearing some old Jordan 3s from 08. How about that? So, so what you're saying, is I got I got a pair, get a pair of 11s, go out wearing a kilt, you know, I'll be set. <laughs> Yo, did they ever make green 11s? Oh, uh, Seattle 10s. He should wear Seattle 10s with a kilt at his wedding. That would be hard. Or the uh, Oregon Fives. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I, So, Nigel, um, what about, like, aftercare? Do you, like, clean your sneakers after every use? Do you um, once in a while or just or when they get super filthy? Good question. Like, I'm going to – I need. they need some love or every week uh oh all right well we're we're uh we're kind of losing you right now so i'll come back to you when we get more stable what about you meta do you have uh any type of uh cleaning regimen after you use them i used to but now i wear all black on black sneakers and yeah in the summertime i'll wear some like little short shorts like i play for the lakers in the 70s occasionally and then I'll throw on some Lacoste kicks. And those are the ones that I'll like, you know, I'll toothbrush them because I only wear them like two or three times a year. So why not? But generally speaking now, fun fact, there was an episode of MTV Cribs where Fat Joe showed off his sneaker collection. And he's like, yo, this is all dead stock. Check this out. You know what dead stock means? That means this never touched the floor. And then he started licking the bottoms of his sneakers. And I'm like, I don't know, man. They probably tested it in the factory. (laughs) He was wilding. You saw that, right? I I don't put my tongue to the bottom of a shoe, bro. I'm good. Never that. I'm all the way. You know, people who work there at minimum try them on. I've dated multiple Foot Locker right. Foot Action girls. I was such a sneaker head. I always had to have a connect. From age 17 right. to 23, we always knew somebody doing something. Even if I'm not romantically involved, I could get you the weed you need. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty fifty. <laughs> All right, so so Nigel, can uh, I think we got more a little bit more stable connection? Uh, did what were you saying about your aftercare? Because like I said, you cut out. I didn't, you know, we was wasn't really hearing anything. So I got you. All right, so like before AA, before I went to AA, man, I used to like clean them every week, and like now, like I just been, I'm looking at my five hundreds right now, bro. I haven't cleaned these in like two years, like real talk. Does it hurt you? They are burnt. Cool. Not really, bro. I'm kind of appreciating it. 
That's cooked. I Did you at least it. play sports in them? <laughs> <laughs> or you just let that happen naturally? That, that's from restaurant work. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Also, who wears white <laughs> shoes at a restaurant? I would have fired you the first day you walked in. Those are not non-slip. <laughs> Ironically, the head chef is wearing Crocs while he mans the fryer. See, they're white. I thought they were gray. I mean. <laughs> Bro, he's getting at you. He's- I mean, they low-key blue. I thought they were white to gray as well. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, those are blue. Yeah, they need to clean back. Do uh, sneakers have any type of like seasons where, like, you know, in March these these type of shoes come out, or you know, whatever? Like, are these more wintry things? Uh, And if so, is there anything that's big that's coming out that? You have your eyes on and you're trying to, you know, get in line for. Uh, it's still February, so it's early. Uh, I'm kind of waiting around until Fashion Week. Not Fashion Week. Um, uh, I can't, not March Madness. Um, for those of you at home, he just made a Kobe jump shot motion. I don't know what that means <laughs> in the context because you said not March Madness. The finals, All-Star the NBA weekend. finals, All Star Weekend. There you go. There you go. Hooping. There we go. So All Star Weekend is where all the most fire kids come. Uh, I'm trying to make sure I'm timing this right. But yeah, All Star Weekend is where the most fire kids come out. So definitely trying to see what they got in up their sleeves this yeah. year. Now, uh, I don't know when All Star Weekend is this season because everything sure. started late and it's a condensed season, but. My nephew, his birthday is February 23rd, and that's always All-Star Weekend, his entire life. So, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, yeah, February 23rd-ish. But no, I don't think that's going to happen this year. I don't. So basketball is usually the um, top promoter of sneakers, what's coming out. So in All-Star Weekend. You know what? You know what? That shows you ignorance. Soccer is probably number one. Right. And then potentially athletic gear, such as cleats of different sorts. And then probably basketball. If we're just ranking athletically. I'm sorry. I just called you ignorant on your own show. That wasn't a pejorative. (laughs) Uh, That wasn't a pejorative. It was just me being like, oh, no, you don't know this. I'm sorry. I mean, ignorance is just a lack of uh, uh, information. So I don't have that information. So. Calling me ignorant is actually the correct terminology for this. I'm glad you have emotional maturity. That's why we're <laughs> cool. But uh, but for the most part, you know, I'm not going to go out and wear, you know, uh, soccer cleats or football cleats to go shopping. Um, however, I might go out and wear um, basketball sneakers to go, you know, to grocery store, go pick up some cornhole bags, play cornhole in. So yeah. that's more of, I mean, while yes, equipment wise from your different sports will have a different impact on soccer or football or whatever, but for like every day go out and wear or to, as a showpiece, that's kind of what I was thinking more of basketball kind of would be the not number one, like, oh, that's coming out. I got to get that now type of uh, area of, of expertise type of thing. It's like a. It's like a situation of retail versus B2B, 
where like everyone you know is buying basketball shoes. But then the rest of the world is getting sponsored by Nike and Adidas, and they're pushing millions of units that you're just not aware of. Sporting equipment, that that type of foot attire is a bigger market than uh, everyday sneakers that people wear out. I would absolutely bet money on that without having numbers in front of me, just understanding how many people play soccer in the world. And a lot of times for those those clubs or teams or squads whatever you want to call them don't they usually buy the same foot attire for the whole crew yes Uh, and they don't buy it they're sponsored by them right nigel can you chime in is there is there anything you could offer to this i'm sure you can all above me only thing i got is uh most of these people that you see with shoes is usually sponsorship so going back to that 13 wide for Shaq, this probably was now I, i think recently i saw something about like some sneakers, some shoe stores are trying to um, uh, stop people from buying hordes of shoes only to resell. So they they're making them wear the shoes out of the store. Uh, Nigel, what's what's your opinion on that? Is that good for like for the um, business type of thing, or do you say you know I'm buying them? Who cares what I'm going to do with them? Bro, that's like one of those, I'm just doing this to pat myself on the back situations. Because if somebody's going to resell it, yep. they're still going to resell it. Like Somebody's still going to buy it. It don't matter, you know. So, like, you're just doing that to be like, oh, look, I'm trying to be progressed. Resell it. Your buddies walk in and out with eight different pairs. Like, it's not. It's just a way to make the company that raffling, like, they've done something to come back. Yeah. So they're they're trying to make an effort, but they know it's pretty much going to be done regardless of. They are not trying to make an effort. That's that's (laughs) what he's saying. What they're (laughs) doing is their virtue signaling the same way that like the entire world turns gay. Like there's chase commercials with rainbows and stuff (laughs) like that. And it's like, well, if you really wanted to help gay people, you do things for gay people. You wouldn't wait until their month and then fly their flag. That's what's happening here. Right. So it's kind of like a, a false, like, hey, look, we're doing something. But yeah, we're, we're, we're more, if anything, we're trying to promote people to do it more almost. Listen, that type of behavior drives up value. And then they're able to release less sneakers next year for more money. Interesting. Um, so, Nigel, uh, when, so we first, uh, when I first brought you on, uh you said you're the host of vulgar podcast can you kind of describe um what that's about most podcasts on the planet earth on the internet yeah bro you broke up you broke up like crazy can you uh can you do that again can you cut that promo from the top let's give it a couple (laughs) seconds so we can edit it back in all right can y'all hear me yeah Split, most complicit and the mess as on the internet for sure 100 percent. now what it's about ah it's really kids after college man just grinding throughout life talking trash trying to figure out a ways talking about our toxic habits mad hot cool so if anybody at home wants to uh to hear this um is there anything else you want to promote you know kind of 
do a self promotion. Where where can people find you? Uh, follow us on Instagram at Vogue, and you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast Vulgar. Awesome. Metal, how about you? Uh, where where can people find you? Yeah, you're in and out, so I might have to get some more details from you and put it in the description. So. I'm Metal World Thief, a.k.a. Metal World Jesus. You can find me at Metal World Thief on all social networks. I am the host of the Flapping Gums podcast, the star of the Control Save podcast, the owner and proprietor of the ish i don't like podcasts i have all the podcasts we got rec league heroes podcasts all we do is saw coops yes this is the thing folks i am not aka meta world jesus for no reason i am the real one see here's the thing I don't care if it takes me 40 days or 40 nights. I don't care if it takes us 40 years of wandering through the desert. The the pastures are always greener on the other side when you rock with the thief. And that's what I'm here to do. And I'm not here to do it because I want to. I'm here to do it because you need me to. And with that being said, this was an incredible time with you, Matt Hamity. Thank you for having me. Look at that. I rhyme all the time. Bet. And I want to say, my dude, Nigel, we're going to talk off air. You're going to get on my podcast and we're going to get wild, wild. Yeah. Bet. Thank you for joining Matt to join (laughs) me. Please, if you enjoyed this episode, follow, subscribe at Metal World Thief on all your socials and hashtag Metasexual if you're a true follower and believer. You know, we need people to go to door to door and proselytize the public. Let's do this. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Word. That's why <laughs> I love having you on the show, Meta. You're always welcome. I don't care if we're talking about art. We're talking about <laughs> shoes. We could talk about uh, origami. Art on shoes. <laughs> art on shoes. Well, isn't, isn't that pretty much what Yeezys are? Art of shoes? Take out your crochet needles and knit up a pair of shoes. He learned something today, people. (laughs) Full circle. (laughs) So, Nigel, do you have anything else to add to that? Uh, Man, appreciate you for having me. Appreciate you for introducing me to Meta, who is the dopest for sure. Yeah, he is. Uh, I'm definitely (laughs) ready to hop on your podcast because I know that will be a wild combination. Uh, Other than that, man, I had much fun today. It was dope. All right, so with that, uh, I'm going to say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Firing Synapses with Matt Hamity. I want to thank everyone who listened to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your friends. Also, feel free to send all questions comments, constructive criticisms, and new topics to mhamityphoto at gmail.com. That's M-H-A-M-I-D-Y photo at gmail.com. It just may end up on a future episode. If you would also like to help the show, you can follow me on all your social media platforms, which includes Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
It only takes a couple of seconds, and it's still free. Otherwise, goodbye, everybody. <laughs>